Praise the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord. Come on, everybody. What a mighty God we serve. He is worthy to be praised. In spite of what it looks like, last I checked, he's still on the throne. Let's pray. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven for fresh upon your people. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven for fresh upon your word. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven revive your servant this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit might increase. I pray, God, for transparency they might see through me to see your son, the father, in case they stop at the servant. Please send your servant to a detour sign that I may show them the way to the cross. Because, God, this is absolutely nothing about me. It's completely all about you. God, this is completely all about you and absolutely nothing about me. Lord, I pray for three things this morning. I pray for challenge. I pray for conviction. And, oh, God, I pray for spirit of change. Your people are challenged and convicted by your word. They will be changed by the same power, that same word. Let your spirit have the right of way. Please, God, accept us often today. I present you in thy sight, my Lord and my Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, uh, <coughs> we had a message. Um, normally, um, I don't preach on um, current events. I don't normally do it. Um, had a series I'm going through on teamwork, and but um, this week was just a difficult week, and spiritually, even I was just fighting to do my own way. God had other plans. So I want to talk about today how to live in troubling times. Micah 6 8. Um, it says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. The first thing. Go to the next one. It, it, it says, we hardly ever put the people who were hurt, they become nameless people. So we wanted to put them, there's a note sh- you should have on your paper. Write these names down. And your handouts, you should, you got the handouts? Oh, they bring the handouts? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, I had a whole message for you, but you'll, you'll get it. But because if they keep becoming nameless, it doesn't ha- have the effect. Alton Sterling, next. You get the, you get the updated one, Brother Paul? Is that still updated? Okay. Cleo Castle. Next one. Yeah, that's not, that's not the updated one. Go look, go look in your screen again. I, I changed all that. But what I wanted you to understand is that these are people. And we can't put all of society in a bucket. Individuals. Alton was an individual. Mr. Sterling was an individual. Mr. Castle was an individual. Mr. Thompson was an 
all cops aren't bad. All black cats don't want to kill people. There are some bad cops. There are some good cops. There are some rough African Americans. There's some good African Americans. Everybody ain't bad. But we have to learn to put them in perspective. So we have. Go to your. There you go. You my man. I love Brother Paul. He can make it work. He has shown your man what is good. The first thing God wants you to understand, he wants you to be hearers, right? Click the button. Click the button. Click the button. <laughs> be hearers of the word. He says, he has shown you. God has spoken clearly on how we need to treat one another as people. Especially who? I'm, I've been so tired of this rhetoric that Christians are going around saying on these last couple of days. God has shown us, James says this here clearly. He says, but be doers of the word and not what? Deceiving who? When we don't do the word, we're lying to ourselves. But anyone hears of the word and, and not a doer, he's like a man what? Verse 24 says, for he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be what? And what he does. You're going to be hearers to hear God's word. Then he says, what does the Lord require of me? Well, according to the word, he requires us to be holy. The Lord God spoken clearly on how we ought to live our lives, especially who? Christians. See, what gets me is, I expect worldly people to act worldly. It's what they're supposed to do. They're, they're, they're worldly people. But I expect Christians to act like what? Christians. Because the Bible says this in, in First Peter. But as he who has what? Called. He who, he who called you is holy. You also be what? Holy in what? All your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for what? That's who we should be. And also God's word, but do justly. God also wants us to, to be human. Do justly. One of the main accusations of Israel slash Christians, Christians, that God is good in justice and dealing with people. All lives matter. Black lives matter. Asian lives matter. Hispanic lives matter. White lives matter. Because I told them they're what? They're human beings. Human beings, especially a person or distinguished from an animal, or in case of science fiction, not an alien. <laughs> Sometimes you act like we act like aliens, but at the end of the day, we got to be part of the human race. I tell people all the time, and people ask me, how do you pastor a, a multicultural church and keep your blackness? I said, well, I'm a Christian first who happens to be black. 
my first allegiance is to my Christian faith, not my ethnicity. I said, truth be told, I have more eternal ties with my Christian brothers and sisters than I do with my earthly brothers. Because if my earthly brothers don't get saved, I won't be seeing them forever anyway. But I will be seeing my heavenly Christians in heaven. So I have more, I have more of a relationship with, with Felipe because he, he's eternal with Sam than I have with my own uncle because he ain't saved. So uncle going to get me here, but me and Mr. Cruz going to see each other on the other side because we're, we're, we're Christian, because we have the bonds of the Christian faith. But regardless, I must treat him as what? A human. It, it, a, 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 a noun. I, sometimes we may forget what the English language is. We don't treat. A noun is a word used to identify what? Any class of a people, place, or what? Or to name a particular one of these names or proper name like him, he, her, she. But it's, it's a thing. It identifies a person. We are human beings with somebody. We, have, we ought to act like we're somebody. We ought to treat other people like we're somebody. Treat other people with the same respect you want. The Bible says this here in Zechariah says, and now here's what I want you to do. Tell the what? The whole truth when you speak. Do the right thing by what? Both personally and what? You just want justice. I want justice for Alton, for Mr. Sterling. I want justice for, for Castle. I want justice for the police officers. I want justice. I want, I want to be able to go into a place where I, they'll just do, they'll tell the truth, the whole truth, do the right thing to one another. Let, let the punishment fit the crime. Don't prejudge. Don't, don't, don't put everybody in a box. Please. I had to tell someone the other day, when you say all preachers are bad, I said, wait a minute, you put me in that box. I'm a preacher. All clergy are corrupt. Wait a minute, you put me in that box. I'm a, I'm a clergyman. When you start naming names, please name names. If not, you put me in the barrel, and then most people in today's society put people in barrels or, or boxes and don't deal with people as individuals and human beings. If you got someone deal, deal with me. My name is Pastor Vines. If I if I did something to you, say Pastor Vines bothered me. Don't say them preachers, because Pastor Mike may not have bothered you. When you say them preachers, that means we both bothered you, and that ain't fair. Amen. Stop saying the church. No, 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 no. Somebody in the church bothered you, not the church. A cop pulled me over. Not all cops are bad. Officer Greg had a bad day, and I happened to be in the way of his bad day. I mean, we have to stop putting people in these places that they don't deserve to be at. And, and, and there's also something God says in his word. To what? God also wants you to be humane. Instead of being so hard-hearted against the down-out Israel, 
Christians need to be what? Mustard. The word humane is an adjective. It means having or showing compassion or benevolence. Pastor, what's an adjective? I'm glad to ask. An adjective is a word or phrase naming a what? Adjective. Adding to or grammatically related to what? To modify or what? So, in other words, human, which is a noun, ought to be what? Humane. Human beings ought to show what? Compassion. Human beings ought to be what? Benevolent. Human beings should be what? Merciful. The adjective describes how the human, how the noun should act. Are you being benevolent? Are you being compassionate? When, 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 and we live in a world where it's a shame that this news broke out on Facebook. Not the news, not the TV, but on your kid's phone. How do you respond when your kid says, look, mom? Because on Facebook, this thing is hitting. How do you respond? When you see a man bleed to death on your phone, how do you respond? How do you unpack that? We have to start asking ourselves, how much information do we really need? And, and, and spend time talking to our kids. You know, um, when it happened, I called a bunch of people in my, in my close friends hierarchy. One of my friends says, he said, did you have the speech with your son? I said, of course I did. Only, only minorities will, will get this, will understand what the speech is. You have a son. Every minority, whether he's Hispanic, he's black, Asian, will tell their son, if you get pulled over by a cop, put your hands, on, put your hands out, fingers spread open, do exactly what he says, and don't argue. He says, I've talked to 10 of my closest friends, and every one of them has said the exact same thing. He said, A.B., that has not crossed my mind. I have three boys, and the idea of thinking I have to tell my son how to act when a cop pulls him over is totally oblivious to me. You told your boys that, Pastor Mike? It's... Standard procedure, right? 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 Standard. When your kids get old enough to drive, it's the speech you give them before you give them the keys. You get pulled over. Hands on the steering wheel, sprayed out. Or put them out the window. Ask the cop. Don't ride on your don't ride on your, your wallet. Put your wallet on the dash and pull your driver's license. I mean, it's standard procedure. My my sixteen-year-old kid, that shouldn't be his standard life. It should be go drive and have fun. Oh no, no! Before you get to this house, a cop pull you over. Do this. Why? Because I want my kid to come home. Because he's a human being who may have a confrontation with another human being who may be. Because of the stereotypes and all the wrong adjectives that have been tied to 
certain human beings may feel threatened by this human being. Therefore, avoid the stereotype and be be honored to authority. We live in a world that's difficult right now. But the church has to bring it back to God. Because this is the word God says. Yes, sir. Jesus answered them. Someone said, Lord, what's the, what's the greatest commandment? He said, the first of all the commandments is, is or here is your, to love your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment, verse 31 says. And second, like it, is this. You should love your what? Just be human <laughs> and be humane. I don't want to slap Dottie. I don't want Dottie slapping me. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. Because why? I love me. Because if I love me, I love Dottie. I'm not sure tr- I treat the way I want to be treated. He, says there is, he said, there is no other commandment greater than these. Guess what? If I love her like I love myself, I won't rob her. I won't rob her. I won't call out her name. I won't steal her goods. I won't cheat, have affairs with. I, I won't. I won't do. I won't. I won't do anything. Because why? I don't want it done to me. So the scribe said, "Said well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth. For there is one God, and there is no other but He." Verse thirty-three says this here, and to love Him with all your what? With all your what? Understanding. Do we really know God? We live in a world where most Christians don't know God. That's why we're chipping from this Christian to disciple. If you're my disciple, you know me. The Bible said you, they sat at his feet. We have people who, who know the lyrics of songs more than they know the, the Bible, but they call themselves Christians. You can't, you can't be a Christian and don't know God's word. He said with all your soul, with all your, with all your understanding, with all your, with all your heart, with all understanding, with all your what? And with all your strength. To love one's neighbors as oneself is more than what? The whole burnt offerings. Coming to church means nothing if you can't love God and love your neighbor. It's, it's, it's a wasted life. God says real clear how we should act in these troubled times. We should be hearers. We should be holy. We should be human. We should be humane. And then also, it says, and to walk humbly with your God. It's very, that, that, that conjunction with is very important. Walk, I mean, you ought to walk with who? It's literally saying how you see God, walk with that God. If he's, because see, see, be humble. Walk with God, walk with God, thy God. Humbleness is not easy, but it's required. Especially who? Ought to be humble before God. If you are not humble before God, you would not be what? You can't do what God says. You're not going to do what I say. <laughs> Amen? You can't follow God's love. You say that, God, I love you. You're, you're, you're awesome. You're mighty. And you don't say, ah, screw you. You're not going to say nothing. You're not going to say nothing I say. And, and, and one thing I found out about this new um, 
these new Christians, um, they say a lot of stuff, but don't do anything. Um, this guy came to my, a couple of weeks, a couple of, it's been a while, someone came to my office. I want to have a meeting with me. Demanded that I give him a letter of reference. Yeah. People talk to me. People talk to me in all kind of ways. Trust me, they do. Um, so, so y'all, I'm the pastor and the bishop, but some people, hey, preacher, I need, I need a reference. I need a character reference from you. All right. First thing I do, this, y'all, I mean, I like this. I call the financial. I said, give me his tie record, please. One thing I, one thing I learned back in the day from, from my, my Red Door, Red Door says, People's giving will show you their spirituality. Man, Tyrek put it out. In two years, he gave nine times for a total of $161. When I was a family counselor, I charged $225 an hour. So he didn't really have my whole, he had, he really was, he only had, Deacon Demonte, 42 minutes of my time based on my rate. Then he demanded, then he came in and said, I, I'm, I'm a, you need to give me a reference. I said, well, based upon your giving, you've only been here nine times, and your giving doesn't even meet my worldly hourly rate. But you want me, you're telling me to write you a reference letter of character for who you are. I'll just say you were here. You're not part of ministry. You're not supporting the church. You just told me that your house note cost $2,000. The car note is $600. So at least you should have gave me a minimum of two sixty a month. Because if you can afford two thousand dollar house note and a six hundred dollar car, you make a whole lot more than than than, than the ten dollars you give each week when you came here. But now you want to come to God's house and say and demand, give me a letter. The devil is a lie. But you want God to be. God cannot be your get out of jail card like Monopoly. He's God. You must walk with your God. If you walk with your God, there's certain things you just won't do. Look at this scripture I, 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 I got. Humbles a what? Having or showing a what? Its own importance. I, I didn't do any quotes this week. I just want to give you the word. This day we count. We don't need. We don't need. We don't need to hear anybody else's statements. I just want to give you the word of God. Because the Bible says in Deuteronomy. This is this. Now listen. Mind you, in the first century, what did they read? The Old Testament. Because the New Testament was written. That means they lived their life off of what? Old Testament teaching. Then the Lord said to me, or to Moses, Arise, being, begin your journey before the people. They may go in and possess the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. This is when they was around the mountain. They said, let's go. Time to go in. Verse, verse next says, and now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But do what? Be the Lord who? Your God. To walk what? In all his ways. And do what? To serve the what? With all your what? And with all your what? Verse 13. And keep the what? And the statue which I command you what? But who's good? 
How many of us realize if, if we had, if, how many realize that most of our problems we, that we had, we created? <laughs> if we had not sinned, we wouldn't be the problem we are today. Anybody, can I get an amen here? I got, I got you another scripture, I think. Names, okay. Well, go back right quick. I want you, oh, no, no, you, no, yeah, good, yeah, I'm good. Should be one in Isaiah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I, sorry, I just, because I did this at 3 o'clock this morning. God woke me up, uh, I went to church and, and wrote, uh, yeah, you did. And so I got it at 3, got to you at 8. <laughs> so this is fresh off the press. <laughs> show, show the names of the people. I want you to write these names down, please. I was in Sarah. Father of five. Husband. Personalize it. Next. Father. He was a school. He um was a janitor of school. What cook? The cook. One of the one of his coworkers said he was an amazing man. All the she said we have to get together as a staff to see how we will tell the kids that Philando's not here no more. She said, I'm almost she said, I, I this may sound rough, but I'm I'm glad it happened now. Because our kids will be traumatized that he's not coming back because he was such a wonderful man. Next. Just got married two weeks ago. Imagine that. Just come back from your honeymoon. Expecting to have a great life and live forever with the bride. One moment. Life is shattered. Next. 26 years on a service. Mary, retire. Speaking, Mike. Father, husband, not coming home. You got to stop and put faces in. These are human beings. People that could be us. Next. 11 years. Father and a husband. Some child will not see her dad. Will not be at the high school graduation. He won't be walking his daughter down the aisle. He won't see his son's first soccer or T-ball. Wife won't celebrate her 10-year anniversary. Next. Mary retired. Never retired. Mary retired. Wife won't see her husband anymore. Could be anybody you know. He's a human being. Next. This guy, oh my God. He spent three tours in Iraq. 
defending the country, defending the blacks. He went to Iraq three times. Was an officer and spent two years in the police office and died. He said he couldn't wait to be a cop. He couldn't wait to give back to his community. He couldn't wait to keep serving in a different capacity for his country, for people. These are the people. These are human beings. Not a cop. Human beings. Their families. Their kids. Human beings. Next. Police chief. David Brown. This was. His son was killed by a cop. He got crazy and went crazy and went out and got into a shooting match. And while he was supposed, it was two months after he got the job, they, had to, they shot his son and killed him. It was justifiable. His son was trying to shoot cops. He just got crazy and blasted him. So here's the police chief and his own son is killed by cops. You think he needs some prayer? And lastly, the mayor of Dallas. Think Mike saw this coming? You see, you think he saw the bloodiest moment in this city since JFK was coming? How do you pull a people a people together? How do you pull a, a state a sea together when five cops are killed? How do you keep the cops at ease to not retaliate? Because it's Texas. Not go out and. And get revenge. You pray. So here's what Isaiah says. I want you to read this tonight over and over again. This is what we got to do as a church. Because this, this is what America does to God. We'll run to Second Chronicles, and if my people will call them by name, we'll, do, we'll, 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 we'll shoot that verse on, on flags and on Facebook, on Twitter. But guess what? God says, listen here. We have fat before you and they say, why aren't you impressed? We've been hard on ourselves. You don't even notice. Listen to what God says. I'll tell you why. Because you are because you are fast to do what? Impressing me. Even while you're fast, you keep what? Praying and fasting, still cussing people out, still backbiting, still gossiping. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and what? This kind of fasting will never get you what? Anywhere with me. Would you humble yourself? By going through the motions of penance. Bowing your heads like reeds, bending the wind to wind. Dress in burlap and you cover yourself with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No. This is the kind of fasting I want. This is what God says. Free those who are wrong in what? Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the what? 
remove the chains that bind people. You know what he's saying? Get back right quick. Right quick. These chains just don't mean physical chains. There are people in your life right now, you haven't forgive. You haven't forgiven. There are things people have done to you that you are still holding on. And those chains are binding them from ever being in relationship with you. We're going on a, on a season of fast prayer and fasting at the church. Um, I want you to come Wednesday night to the church. I'm asking everyone, I'm asking everybody to come to, to Spring Valley to come on Wednesday night. We're just going to, for the next, the whole summer, we're just going to come and pray. I'll be, teaching, I'll be teaching another thing for the whole summer. God is calling us to pray and seek his face and get some things right with ourselves. Remove the chains that bind people. But you can't do that unless you get right with yourself. Next verse. Then your salvation will come like the dawn. And your wounds what? Your goodness will lead you forward. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from what? I have to worry about my past because what God got that I got to keep moving forward. Then you will call the Lord. Then you will call the Lord, and guess what He's going to do? I'm here. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious lies. Verse ten. Why don't you go feed the hungry? Why don't you help those who are in trouble? Then your light will shine out from the darkness. And the darkness around you will be what? There's never, people say, the world is, is getting dark. No, darkness is, darkness is a definition. Of, this is this what the definition of darkness is. The absence of light. The definition of darkness is the absence of light. How many of that darkness can I hang out with light? I've been in the military, and we had night ops. If you light a match at night ops, you can get shot. Because a sniper from 500 yards can pop you side of your head. Because that light, 500 yards in the dark, is illuminating. Because why? Light dispels darkness. So if we, God's church, would start showing the light of the world, the light of Jesus in our life, the darkness that's around our city and our nation would go away, we first must be light. Look what it says here. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry, restoring your strength, you will be like a well-watered garden with an ever-flowing spring. Verse 12. Some of you will rebuild the desert ruins of your cities. That means once you humble yourselves, once you get right with God, God's going to give you a mission. He's going to give you a task to be someone who may rebuild walls. He said, he said then you will be known as what? The builder of walls and the restorer of homes. We start being a light. God gives you vision. 
He gives you mission. Here's the part that we sin a lot at. Keep the Sabbath day what? Don't pursue your own on that day. But enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it what? As the Lord's holy day. Don't be like, oh, I go to church again. Not Pastor Ryan again. Oh, he's going to come in and see if he can get out. Oh. Oh. Honor the Sabbath. Whatever you do on that day. And don't follow your own what? Desires of what? Idols. That means don't talk against that day. Speak well that day. In verse 14, the last one. This, this is one of those promises of God. Then the Lord will what? Then the Lord, then the Lord will be your what? I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestor Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. America does not need Second Chronicles 7.14. America needs Isaiah 58.3-14. We're going to cry to God. We've got to cry out right. We want to give God his all. We've got to give God his all right. God is not a, a quick fix person. You've done your homework. God does bring judgment on disobedient people. Said in Hebrews, does not a good father chastise his children? But Mike, God woke me up and said, We're shocked over seven deaths. But we're not shocked over the thousand babies that are killed every day for abortion. No one's talking about that one. We're not shocked about that. Thousand kids daily. Popping out, making that money. Every day in America, at least a thousand kids are killed every single day in Planned Parenthood clinics every day. Every day. Not just seven, thousand. Over a million kids are killed every day in abortion clinics. A year in abortion clinics. We're not crying about that, are we? Let's cry about the right things. Let's start crying about human beings dying. Seeing citizens are being killed. Let's start crying about human beings dying. Start crying about life. But Alton, remind us. Castle, remind us. Thompson, remind us. Let these these guys remind you each day that life is precious. Because you never know. When you might face your God. And guess what? I pray that you're right. That how you see your God, how you treat your God, how you do your God is right. Because if you're right and I'm wrong, 
I might get a little bit more than you do. But if I'm right, he's a holy God. Expect you to love him with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. Treat people right. If that's what he expects and you, you have not done that and you stand before God, Corinthians said, your works will be burnt with stubble, wood, and hay. But he's a God of love. He's a, he's a, he is an amazing God of love. He, for God so loved the world. Gave his only begotten son. There's no doubt he's a God of love. But he sent his son to the world that there will be no excuse when he comes back to the world. You can't say, well, I don't know how to act. Yes, you do. My son came down here. You can't say, I don't know how to love. Yes, you do. My son came here. You can't say, I don't know how to love my enemy. Wrong. My son did. My son said, render to Caesar what Caesar. Render to God. My son taught you how to do everything you should do. I loved you so much that I took the excuse out you out your mouth. And I came down with my only son and walked the life that you wouldn't know how to do, how to live a life. So when I come back, you, you ever um those how many parents, how many parents got here? How many parents? Remember you they ever told told your kid, um, I said, do not touch the TV. If you touch the TV, it's drama. You ever told the kids to get them, them, don't do something? Point blank, in the face, abble abble, and then you go away? I'll never forget, um, a priest said, he told his kid, do not leave the house unless there's a fire. Do not leave the house unless there's a fire. He said, I went away, I came back two hours later, I saw him outside, I said, oh my God, my house is burnt down. No, he just was outside. At that point, when you disobey me, I have no problem having an adjustment time with you. Right? I told you point blank what not to do. You decided, I don't care. I'm going to do it. I have no problem with having you and me, you and me adjustment time. Now I'm going to win because I'm bigger. Well, guess what? God has told us in his word. According to Micah 6, 8. Be hearers. Be holy. Be human. Be humane. And be humble. He will have no problem when he comes back and render judgment on those who disobey his word. Want to repent? Repent literally means to to turn away from. I'm not doing this no more. I'm going this way. Church, we need to do true repentance. Not the preacher or the deacon. But you need God. And those of us who are getting older, won't see him sooner than you realize it. I don't know about you. I'm not trying to go there. Vicky, I'm not trying to go there guessing. Nah. Jackie, I'm going to be real solid when I see him. 
real solid. I'm going to love with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. I try to treat people right. So I can love anybody. Because according to the Bible, I'm fearfully what? I'm the apple of who? And I'm what? That's who we are. That's what God says. Let's get there as a people. Let's pray to our God who will heal our land. Because we've done the right type of thing to turn the heart of God back towards this nation and back towards our people. Let's pray. Father God, we acknowledge the truth. We have sinned against you. We've turned our back on your word. The calamities of our nation and our land. We can't blame on the government, presidents, mayors, congressmen. You said in your word that judgment shall begin first at the house of God. We should have been a light to this world. We should have been a place the hurting could have come to, the broken, the needy, could have come to and be healed and restored. Father, we we, we we do some of those things, but Father, we still got to do so much more. Help us, God, to walk before you in such a way you might bring your ear towards us. We will say, yes, here I am. Father, we're so sorry. Forgive us. Forgive us for not living a light, or living a life that shines the light of Jesus Christ of those around us. Help us, God, to get it right with you so we might get it right with others. Because we want to hear the words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Father, forgive us. Please forgive us. From this day forward, we'll be hearers. We'll be holy. We'll be human. We'll be humane. said in your word according to James you resist the pride but you give grace to those who humble themselves before you so father we're coming to the humble before you help us and heal us heal our nation protect this city that just doesn't happen to our city God not in our watch it's in Jesus name we pray Pastor Mike, there'll be a, is there a joke?